This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, and we've, let's go over to Ghana now. And Gary Altsmith joins us on the line, contributor for BBC Al Jazeera Premier League, also with Joy 997 FM. Gary, good evening from us here in South Africa. Uh, we are good sports, so that's why we're saying good evening. How are you doing, my friend? Sports as well, that's why we're saying good evening as well. Thanks, Gary. Thank you very much for being able to take our call. I know you were at the game last night between Bafana Bafana and uh, Ghana. How is the feeling in Ghana after this result? Um, nothing really has changed because I think I think the feeling is that the ultimate goal has not been reached. You know, and the main thing is that Ghana was at the World Cup 2006, 2010, 2014 and was not there in 2018. And you know, everything that has happened in Ghana with the lifting of the money to Brazil, um, the love behind the Black Stars going low. So people are sort of cautious and don't want to celebrate, in fact, too much. You know what I mean? Mm. Because what's the point of celebrating now if the playoffs come in March and they are not able to qualify for the World Cup? So I think people are just holding their celebration in abeyance and then waiting for, um, you know, the, 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 the playoffs in March. But how confident are the people of Ghana that this team can qualify for, for the World Cup? Or the fact that you're not celebrating now, it means there's not a lot of confidence in this team. Well, the honest truth is that Ghana has not been among the best, what, maybe 10 teams in Africa for a while. It's actually up, you know. It's very, very up, because... If you check the current African rankings, Ghana is 10th. And if I'm honest with you, it's the perfect ranking for Ghana at the moment. Ghana is definitely, definitely not in the top um, five. I won't even say top eight. You know, I'll probably say 10th or 10, between 10th and 12th. Mm. So a lot of people will tell you that, I mean, the Black Stars are nowhere near the 2010 team or the 2012 or the 2014 team, nowhere close. Why is that, Gary? What's led to that? Oh, player quality. Player quality. I mean, you don't have anybody like Michael Essien in the team, for, mm-hmm. for starters. You know, it's difficult to replace somebody like Michael Essien. You definitely are not going to have anybody like Asamoah who is a once-in-a-generation talent, you know, in the team as well. His scoring ratio was ridiculous. You know what I mean? And so you are going to find it very difficult to replace somebody like Asamoja, Suleiman Tari. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Suleiman you've... Tari. Yeah. Um, you know, and a couple of players as well. So that's the the reason why. I mean, player quality is a big reason why people don't have as much quality. And of course, of course, the coaching quality we had in 2006, 2010 is definitely not the same. You know, we... Like South Africa has done, you know, a couple of times before where um, Bafana has allowed sentiment to lead the choice of a coach rather than competence. Because, you know, let's get a black man to be do the job. You know, you know that thing when mm. clearly, clearly, probably the black man is not the best man for the job. That's what we did in the last two occasions. We got Siki Akono and then we got Kwesi Apia, who my personal opinion is that they were absolutely not cut it for the job. And for me, and I've said this many, many times, those two coaches set us back many, many years. Let's go back to the game last night, uh, Gary. What did you make of the officiating? 
Well, I was at the game. Um, yeah. It was a typical African football home game, <laughs> if you call it that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch. I have had the opportunity to watch the game again. So, at the Cape Coast Sports Stadium, because of the facilities, um, for those who are following my Twitter, so that I don't contradict myself, we did not have replays there at the stadium. So, for example, just as one example, for the penalty decision I was giving, we, we did not see it until after the game. So, we just had to take the word of those who said it's not a, it wasn't a penalty or it was a penalty afterwards. But there were... 50-50 calls, yes, I would concede that probably would have gone, what, South Africa's way if they were playing in Johannesburg, but that went Ghana's way probably because of... And that is not abnormal, you know. That is absolutely not abnormal anywhere you go in the world at all. Mm. So if anybody wants to make a meal of that one out, respectfully disagree. I have maintained that that penalty call was a very soft decision. Why? Because, unfortunately, we have had the benefit of one camera angle. And I think that is what is the biggest problem with all this. I concede and I maintain that it's a very, very soft call. Assuming the rook, assuming he even tucked the shirt of Daniel Amati, it was very, very, you know, small. And was it enough for him to fall? That is open for judgment. But on other calls in the game, 50-50 calls, yes, I would concede also that the rest may have given a couple of calls. But you notice, again, I don't know when the game is going to be showed once more in South Africa, mm. but you'd concede that it was a typical case where the ref tried to even his decisions out throughout the game. You know, so he gives a call that South Africa would not like, and then the next minute he's given a call that Ghana would not like. So what I would say about the ref, is not that he was biased, but that he was inconsistent. For me, that is a more damaging charge at the rest than that he was biased. I'll say that he was very inconsistent with some of his 50-50 calls. Do you understand why South Africans feel they were robbed, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Ghana has been on the end of this. I can I can give you so many examples that you could, you know, and I'm sure South Africans may have heard what Ghanaians are saying in the last 24 hours. Mm. You know Ghana would have qualified for the 2018 World Cup, but because of a South African referee. Mm. <laughs> Are you aware? Mm-hmm. Ghana played against Uganda. Ghana got a 93rd minute. Four minutes, four minutes have been added. In the 93rd minute, after the 30th second, when it was going toward the 94th minute, Ghana got a chance, planted it into the back of the net. Daniel Bennett whistled and ended the game. When the players asked him, he told them that time was up and there was no more time. In fact, Ghana appealed the decision all the way to FIFA. FIFA did nothing, you know, um, to change that decision as well. So, I mean, two wrongs do not make a right, but a lot of Ghanaians here are saying that, well, that is probably South Africa's karma, even though I think it's nonsense. But that call, was it not made by the assistant referee in that match? The, the the match that you're referring to of Daniel Bennett is it the offside that you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Was it not made you by the? It was not made by the assistant ref. Was it made the? Well, offside call. Well, Kabizo, look, my point is that I mean I ended my last submission by saying that whatever it is that people are trying to say two wrongs or it's karma, I think that is nonsense. So mm. we can debate whether it was made by assistant ref or not. Mm. I I am I am. 
my point is that assuming right. Daniel Bennett was wrong or he was right, yeah. assuming he was wrong or right, it does not give anybody the, the, the license or the rights to equalize four years or five years later. Mm. You know, I think that refereeing should be done on merit with every decision. And so it does not mean then that if, for example, South Africans feel that they were wrong yesterday, it doesn't mean then that in three years, when, you know, South Africa play against Egypt or Tunisia or something, and a decision goes South Africa's way, when we all know that probably it is not a legitimate decision, we should say that, yeah, um, because South Africa were robbed against Ghana, South mm. Africa are due, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, that is not how we should do it. Right. If a decision is wrong in 2017, we should say it's wrong. If it's wrong in 2021, we should say it's wrong. If it's wrong in 2023, so I'm not here to equalize at all. I just want us to look at the facts of the matter. And for me, the fact of the matter is that we didn't have a great camera angle to be able to authoritatively say that it was right or wrong. In fact, just 10 minutes before I came on air, before you called me... You posted the other angle. Yes, we saw a fan, but the difference is that it was not an HD, you know, um, um, done by the broadcaster. It was done by a, a, a mobile phone. So you are not sure whether the rick you it seems that there was a bit of contact, but at the same time, it seems that there was no contact as well. So it raises bigger issues, Tabiso, of mm. of our continent and how because this will never happen in Europe. Let's agree on that. Mm. This will never happen in Europe that on a major game like this, you are going to have one camera angle from what? Fifty fifty meters away, come on. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, finally, now Gary, I, I do, I, sorry, yes, sorry yes. to come in. I was I wanted to say that um, I wanted to say that Safa have come out to say they're appealing the decision. What's been the reaction like in Ghana? Well, having been here before, like I said a couple of years ago, mm. um, I don't think a lot of Ghanaians will be too surprised at it, considering that the Ghana Football Association, you know, have done it before, have tried to now. Understand that the reason Safa are doing this, just like Ghana FA did in 2017, mm. is to win back some public confidence. Safa needs to do everything in its power to ensure that South Africans have confidence in in its management and in, in its administrative capability. Because if you feel wrongs, you have to go for justice. You know. So I would say to Safa and to the CEO of SAFA, Mr. Tebeho, go as long as you can, as far as you can, as, as wide as you can in the pursuit of justice. If you have to go to CAF, do it. If you have to go to FIFA, do it. If you have to go to the Court of Arbitration for Sports, do it. Do everything you can. Spend whatever you need to to ensure that your conscience is clear that you did everything you could on the pitch and off the pitch to win this game and you are not given the victory. So the reaction here is that, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, if they feel wrong, we've been here before, so there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I think a lot of Ghanaians understand that, you know, it's not it's not out of order for Safa to do that. Wonderful, Gary. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, wonderful, great insight. You're an honest man too, Gary. We can vouch for you and do follow him, Gary Altsmith on Twitter. That's where you can see the other angle of this uh, penalty that was awarded to Ghana. Thanks for your time, Gary.